What's up? It's Delaney, and I'd love to invite you to become an honorary co-host of the Self-Helpless Podcast. Do you want to pick episode topics and guests? Done. Want to surprise your loved ones with shout-outs on the show for a birthday, project launch, a much-needed divorce? Whatever you're up to, would love to be a part of the celebration. Get your favorite and least favorite quotes featured on the podcast, submit questions for our special guests, and find lots more new features and surprises at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. You'll also get added to our patron insider email list to easily redeem rewards via a quick email reply because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless Podcast. Thank you so much. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Self-Helpless Podcast. I'm Delaney Fisher. And I'm Kelsey Cook. And today we are talking about our bucket list items, maybe things that we've already ticked off, things that we want to accomplish or do or try in our lifetime before we die. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, we're just really hoping that this episode inspires you to not only create a list for yourself because they're so unique and specific and personal to each one of us, but also to start implementing those things and to start bringing those things into like your present life and bridge that gap between things that feel far away and what you could do now. Oh Um, man. Yeah. yeah. So well said. Cause I didn't, it made me realize that I don't think anybody's asked me what my bucket list is in a really long time. Like I'm sure there's something like that in the artist's way, but I haven't read that in years and years. And it was a really good exercise to be like, oh shit, yeah, what what else is important to me before before I go? And like what have right. I done that actually was probably on there, but now I've been able to do. So it, it's a really good exercise. Ooh, I'm so excited. Yeah, it's gonna be like part reflection, part hashtag goals. I mean, yeah, yeah it's gonna be a good time. But before we get into it, we got a couple of things that we wanna plug. A lot of you know I have a podcast. You can find it at delaneyfisher.com. It's all about building an unconventional life and career and figuring out what the fuck actually makes you happy, the work <laughs> you enjoy, and all that good stuff. So you can find that uh, for free. Delaneyfisher.com would love to have you. Kels, where are you performing? Yeah. Right now. I'm- so many tour dates. I'm going to be in Louisville this weekend at the Louisville Comedy Club. And then next weekend, I'm going to be in Spokane in my hometown at Spokane Comedy Club. Uh, a couple weeks after that, I'm going to be in Cleveland at Hilarities. And then in November, November's bananas. I'm in Grand Rapids, D.C., 
Huntsville, Nashville, Atlanta, and then in December, I'm in Boston and Tampa. So tons of places to see me the rest of the year. Of course, there will be a bunch of new tour dates for next year. So if I just set a city that's not near where you are, don't worry. I am sure I will be coming somewhere near you next year. But um, if I am by one of those places you live, please come out. KelseyCook.com for tickets. Yay! Fantastic. All right. I think we have a couple quotes for the episode. Yes, please share with me what you have. I, you know, to be honest, I just Googled bucket list quotes. and (laughs) Some really delicious ones came up. Um, Love this. This is unknown, so I can't attribute it to anybody. But it's uh, the goal is to die with memories, not dreams. Oh, Oh, God. I just, oh, it gives me the tingles, that one. I just got fingered by that quote. That felt so... Man, <laughs> really tickles your taint. That was one. a guttural, I mean, like, yeah, yep, yep. Let's, that's a bathroom mirror quote. Yeah, do, yeah, do it again. Let's, let's read it again. Let's experience this moment together for a second time. Okay. The goal is to die with memories, not dreams. <sighs> yeah. It's such a good reminder because I'm I'm so guilty of this, of like once I accomplish this thing or do this thing, then I can do this other thing. Yeah. Instead of doing the thing that I actually want to do as soon as I can and, and I'm able to. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of that morbid, scary thing to look at where you're, you know, none of us like to think about death, but a quote like that makes yeah. you go, okay, I want to make sure that I do not have regrets or things that I really wish I would have done, but I just wasn't brave enough to do. Oh God, that's a terrible feeling. You know, that's how I yes. felt before I started stand up. I was like, oh, I want to do this, but I'm too scared. That's, yeah. That's the worst. We kind of get in this default mode of thinking that we have indefinite amount of time to do mm-hmm. shit. Yep. And then we have to kind of remind ourselves, actually, we don't. As scary as it is, we don't. And, we don't, yeah. Whew. All right, next one. Ready for the next <laughs> We're one? like, let's get out of the death talk. <laughs> it makes both of us so uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, gosh. This one is from Annette White. It says, stop dreaming about your bucket list and start living it. Oh, great. Very yes. similar, you know, right? And um, this one is a, an Emerson quote. Do not go where the path may lead. Go instead where there is no path and leave a trail. Oh, I love that too. I love this. And I think this really speaks to how unique each person's list really is. Like when you get honest with what you actually want, not what you think you need to want or should want and put on your list just because everybody on Instagram is going to fucking Tahiti doesn't mean you have to put that on you, right? Yeah. Your bucket list. But what do you, what is it that you want? Maybe you just want a really fancy teacup. I don't know. Like, <laughs> That's what I want. Hey, always. Like, <laughs> that sounds very Delaney specific. <laughs> right. So um, I, I like that because I it, it's true. It's like if you really get specific, your bucket list become it, to me, it feels more attainable. Yeah. It feels more achievable. Yeah, um, I agree. So I'm curious to know what kind of came up for you first, Kels. I know for me, when I thought about my bucket list, I actually was surprised because I started about thinking of the things that I've already done that used to be on my bucket list. And I was feeling so grateful that I'm like, oh, I I really do feel like I'm living my bucket list. I wasn't always, but um, I mean, you know, just even something simple as like, I've always wanted to live in the neighborhood that I live in now. And when that became achievable, that was, you know, that used to be on my bucket list. Yeah. Um, 
and you know finding a a life partner that was a huge bucket list item that i have found in cam little things too like being able to find somebody who uh thought it was totally fine for us to walk down the aisle to tenacious d at our wedding right (laughs) it's like these little little miniature bucket list things and you know the bigger ones the adventurous ones like oh zip lining and parasailing and all this weird stuff i've done in my career really flooded me so what came up for you um that used to be on your bucket list that you've ticked off oh so ones that used to be that i've ticked off um well i was always pretty curious about costa rica and i got to go there for the first time this year and it was the best trip of my life it was so magical um i got to go to hawaii a couple years ago that was another thing that was on my bucket list those sort of like tropical you see it on a calendar and go yeah before I go, I'd like to go to those places and just yeah. see what that's like in person. So those trips were incredible. Um, I had dreams of putting out a full hour comedy special, like a true, not just an album, but an actual special. And that happened this year as well. Um, I had dreams of living in a city that wasn't L.A. or New York but being successful enough in stand-up that I could tour and like live where I actually wanted to live, but have the career I wanted. So I used to, it's funny, I used to actually look up to Chad in this career because he had achieved that dream. He didn't have to live in a city he didn't want to. And there's a handful of other really big comics that have done that now as well. And um, I'm like, not only living it, but living it with him as my <laughs> life partner, so which weird. is crazy. <laughs> um, but manifested that shit. Big really time. did. <laughs> it, like manifested it off the charts, actually. Which is like, actually, I'm just gonna give you like all of this. It's just like a package deal that you get the guy too. Um, so, so yeah, wild. those are those are some things. I, I got to perform in a theater in Paris. Um, and like go there with my mom a few years ago. And that was really incredible. And then fuck, just uh, this last weekend, I know I've talked about the last couple episodes, we've been recording back to back episodes, but um, getting to perform in an arena for 10,000 people. That's like, that's the sort of bucket list thing that you don't even really let yourself dream about. Yeah, because it's so big that you I don't know if you ever feel this way with dreams or bucket list things where you're like, there's a voice that says, don't be stupid. Or that's right. like so silly to imagine. So yeah. I love that that got to happen. And it was something I was afraid to even want to, to get yes. to perform in a setting like that. Oh, my God. Totally, totally makes sense. I, I've done things that I didn't even realize could be on my bucket list or that I would yeah. want to be on my bucket Like having a pod like this is a, this is a fucking dream job. Having a podcast yeah. like this. Like this, I couldn't have even, I couldn't have even thought this up. Like if I, if I made a bucket list a decade ago, I wouldn't even know about this job to even put it on my list. Yeah. Yeah, And, and now I'm like, oh my gosh, I, this is a bucket list. Um, I remember (laughs) I grew up watching Lifetime movies with my mom, um, as as most of us did. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, God, that'd be so like how did that be so funny or fun to write one of those movies or like whatever be in one or what what is it like on this set these movies are so ridiculous and then 
not only to getting to write a, a Lifetime movie, but it gets made and I get to act in it. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, did that one for my mom? Because that's, we were, we would watch these things and like, gosh, these are so addicting and so silly. Like what yeah. is going on behind the scenes? And I got to see that. And it's just like you, um, I think just not, not judging yourself or knocking yourself uh for what you're drawn to and attracted to (laughs) you know not beating yourself up about that I mean maybe not everybody has uh, an inkling or a thought that writing a lifetime movie would be really fun right but like I was like that does sound fun I would like to try that um and just being yeah being very open um to like I don't know what could be on your list and maybe you don't even know like there's some stuff where I'm like I'm just open I got a lot of open slots on my bucket list and I am very receptive to whatever might come up also. Yeah. I feel like I've been trying to find that balance lately of, you know, being specific with my goals and manifesting and all of that sort of thing, but also just being really open to whatever else is coming to that maybe like is outside of any limiting beliefs I have of, yeah of what a goal can be because sometimes you just get so surprised like you fucking got a lifetime movie man that's crazy and and was not seeking it there's no like submit an application to write a lifetime movie it like happened in a very weird organic way and i was like oh my god part of me has always wanted to do this how weird right yeah (laughs) yeah strange yeah yeah so You just never know what's around the corner. I'm really curious about any kind of personal bucket list items that came up for you that you haven't done yet, whether it's travel, adventure, home life, relationship life, just anything, things that you want, might want to own one day, anything like that. Oh, yeah. So the first one that came to mind is that I want to be able to squirt. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you'd do that already. (laughs) God, I got to add that to my list. I feel like I'm going to have a much longer list after this conversation. I am literally jotting shit down as we're talking about um, I've never actually squirted, but Me I mean. I have pissed my pants, but that's different. That is different. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's really different. But man, yeah. when we had Susan Bratton on for that episode and she really gave kind of like a step-by-step, hey, if you're going to do this this is how you would do it so I mean I said that like half kidding I will say some of the people who talk openly online that they can squirt it just sounds like so much fluid that part time I'm like I uh, the laundry I don't know (laughs) you gotta put some trash bags get a tarp or something put that on your bucket list the tarp first, and then the squirting comes after the tarp, maybe. Uh, let's be intentional about these lists, you guys. I don't know. I'm just all about, like, the whatever the idea is of having the craziest orgasm. Like, if squirting feels like a crazier orgasm for people, then yeah. to me that could be a bucket list thing. Because I'm like, well, that sounds amazing. But, I, again, the cleanup, I, I don't know that yeah. it's worth it. But just well, keep, I like keep us posted. On oh, thanks, thanks so much. Yeah. <laughs> if this becomes something that you tick off your list, I would like to know, and I would like to be one of the first people to be notified. <laughs> I'll join whatever email list I'll I need s- to. <laughs> I'll send you the text immediately. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah. Um, but go check out that Susan Bratton episode, by the way. She was really eye-opening and so educational and just, like, the sex ed yeah. teacher that everybody should have had, basically. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so one of the very, very first things that came to mind for me was going to the Harry Potter world in London, where you get ah. to go to all of the actual sets and... The people who, so Taylor's been before. Taylor just went this year on her London part of her tour. And I, I know a YouTube beauty guru, guru who has, and she posted some footage of it. And people who go say that it is, it is really life-changing. If you're a Harry Potter fan, that like you're crying, you're, wow. it's like they've left everything. They've preserved everything. And wow, man, cool. I, I watch Harry Potter again every year, like the series every year. I... I just love it so much. And so that I think would be really, really special to me. I would really like to do that. I, I always forget how big of a nerd you are. I always forget how big of a Potter head you are. <laughs> I, I don't know why, but you, you remind me like once every few months, I'm like, oh yeah, I forget that that is who you are. That's so cool. I'm yeah. not even a Potter person. I've seen a few of the films and stuff. Oh, I but know. I would, I would. <laughs> do you think You're I like, forgot I... when you called yourself a like, a griffin pop yeah i'm like our friendship there was a crack that it just broke a little bit and there's been a hole in our friendship that's never been filled and it's like i forget all the time you and you will never forget that i am not uh but i am not a potter person and i would want to do the thing that you just said wow. that sounds really cool yeah because i've seen enough of this stuff i know enough about it to like i want to walk you? around it do you know i mean i know it? i know enough for, for for my sake right i know some of the names and i know some kind of cool stuff that they do fly around on brooms and shit that's awesome <sighs> i would love to walk around just a magical place like a cool yeah. themed set of stuff that's neat to me even if yeah. i'm not like into reading all the books yeah it's it's supposed to be pretty amazing so i'd love to go there oh. i would love to go to loch ness in scotland which Ooh, is that's a good one you know you one. just had your ireland yes. trip yes yes you're talking to the girl who believed in santa until fifth grade so <laughs> you did <laughs> how did nobody spoil it for you or did you did people try and you're like uh-uh yeah. It's real. My parents, I was the first child and my parents just couldn't do it. They like, they could not muster up the courage to break my heart because I was, yeah. I just, I love magical, mystical things. I mean, I just want to go to Harry Potter world is like my first right. thing. So absolutely. I, yep. I, I really firmly believed that Santa was real. Um, I had no indication that it was my parents. And then in one day in fifth grade, um, I started to get teased for it. And so in class, the teacher said, okay, everybody who doesn't believe in Santa, raise your hand. And pretty much the whole class raised their hand. And then she said, okay, now raise your hand if you do believe in Santa Claus. And it was me and the one kid who like still openly picked his nose and ate his burgers in front of everybody. And I was like, oh, Oh, yeah. I have been terribly misled. And so I went home and I was crying. I cried to my parents. I was like, everybody said that Santa's not real, but I know he is. And I believe that he's real. In fifth grade. In did you, did a you year... say a, teach, a teacher asked you guys to raise your hands? Mm -hmm. Or somebody? That I feel like that shouldn't really be allowed. Probably not. But yeah. 
Jeez, you had some weird teacher stuff <laughs> happen to you as a kid. Lawless and Cheney Washington. <laughs> yeah. So, and then that, at that point that my parents knew I was starting to get teased, then they told me. But I, wow. I say this all to say that I have a strong foundation of wanting to believe in mythical creatures and god yeah. I, I would love to think that the Loch Ness monster is real I'm, I'm sure it's not I know it's not but I just I think it's a really my so my dad and stepmom recently went um like three weeks ago and they went oh, on a cool. boat a boat tour on Loch Ness how fun and they and it looks just so beautiful anyway it's like I just think it would be a fun they said that the the area is really themed there's like all these I don't know, like memorabilia or whatever. Uh, what's the th- not gift shop things? What's the word I'm looking for? Souvenirs. Souven- souvenirs. Yeah. Souvenirs. Thank you. Yeah. Of, of Loch Ness things, and I just think it would be fun to add that to a, an Ireland Scotland trip. It is fun. I I would do that too. It's like it's fun to feel like a little kid again. It's fun to feel like magic could be real and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it magic in that way can be real. You know. I, yeah. I, I think those are great. So oh, specific. Thank Thanks. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I think I would really love to see the pyramids in Egypt. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I can't, when Cam's um, brother has lived in Egypt and India and all that stuff. And he's like, it's really cool. And it's also really crowded. It kind of takes you out of the coolness because Uh, it's so touristy and there's crowds and cars and traffic and all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, that, that makes sense. But just, I'm sure there's, you know. A moment where you could try to block that out and be like, well, this is wild that this is this exists. Yeah. Those sort of historical things that are that old and that really blow your mind of how this came to be. I I think that would be pretty profound. I saw that yeah. AJ McLean from the Backstreet Boys went recently and posted <laughs> pictures of it. And I was like, oh yeah. That's Fuck, if AJ is doing if AJ's it, I'm doing add it, it to my list. Listen. <laughs> gotta add it to our list. What now. would AJ do? <laughs> VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Um, and then uh, this is one for me that I feel very strongly about. I would really like to continue to see my like top five favorite musicians every year that they're on tour. Wow, that's really cool. You know, I just... That is cool. I think that's a thing that I can commit to and that it would make me so happy to keep doing that. I love it. Thank you. And then, and we'll talk about this more later, but I want my dream house. I have lived in apartments my whole life. Technically, Chad and I live in a townhouse right now, but we rent it. Um, And it's, other than that, been all apartments and I feel very ready for a house and um yeah there will be some more updates later about that but it's on my bucket list and so anyway that's kind of that's kind of the first stuff I was thinking about those are the top of my list but I'm really excited to hear yours because I think it will inspire more stuff from from mine well you said so much great I like how specific like going to see your top five favorite artists every year on tour. It's so specific and it's so specific to you. And I love that. Um, So the ones that came up for me, I thought about travel because Cam and I just went to Ireland and that had been a bucket list of mine since I was a little kid because my grandfather was from Ireland and I was like, that's going to be a cool place to go. 
and seeing that seeing not only you know where he grew up but also the beautiful sites and also the more touristy spots like the blarney castle and gardens was incredible really like blew us away just so many cool things out there and i realized that i used to be very overwhelmed by all the travel i wanted to do because there's infinite amount of places you could visit and so like it, it kind of was overwhelming like how do you pick right and so i really i loved the um the kind of sentimental part of being there and i figured well i'll just start with maybe what's sentimental first that i would want to go to so would love to go to australia one day my grandmother mm. uh was born in perth and grew up in australia so that's on our list and scotland is on our list now too because that's cam's you know origin and stuff like that so yeah. okay once we do those maybe we'll think about other stuff but if you are very overwhelmed or have an overwhelmed brain like i do of too many options makes you feel like uh, inactive. What's maybe a kind of a filter you could put on that? And maybe that can help you decide where you might want to travel to first. Yeah. So those are the big travel ones. Um, I'm seeing a lot of cool like vegan resorts pop up. And I got to go to one of those at some oh, point where you just like, resort. oh, my God, just like every everything is, um, yeah, yeah. you know, everything from the materials to the food to the activities to whatever. And I'm like, OK, somebody got to sign me up for this shit. Yeah. So um, I don't know which one yet, but I think that would be really cool. I've never been to like a resort or like a retreat or resort experience where like you're there for your like healing, well-being, where it's like the whole point of the trip is to like, you know, maybe do yoga every morning and eat, you know, mm-hmm. in, a, in a good, whatever, a nutrient dense way and sit by the beach or whatever. I think that would be cool uh, to do. Um, yeah. All the resorts and things I've stayed in have been for other vacations and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Cam and I have a lot that we want to do just in California as well and in the United States. Like we want to go to Nashville together because I fucking loved the show Nashville. I got to be honest. Oh that gosh. is the reason. It's the sole reason. <laughs> it's so fun. You you and Cam will have a blast. That I main street it. is, it's like smaller town Vegas. Oh, yeah. You know that sounds mean? perfect. But oh, with gosh, live yeah. music instead of just DJs. And, and listen, I love a Vegas DJ, but oh, you'll love yes. it. It's so fun. Oh, I can't wait to do Nashville. That's like the top of our list. We want to go to New Orleans. I've been in New Orleans, Napa, those types of things. So a lot of like travel and stuff like that. The kind of specific ones in my personal life when it comes to what Cam and I want to build with each other. Mm-hmm. I would like to uh, either rent property or own property. It's very challenging in California um, to own yeah. the thing that you want to own. But yeah want a backyard for my fucking dogs. I want a yard for my dogs. That's what they deserve. And uh, I want to be able to give that to them. And I really want a nice bathtub. Whatever home I end up in, I have a bathtub now I'm very grateful for, but I want like a bathtub that's like a dream tub that I could live in, you know? Like that's, I'm going to live in there and not be great (laughs) with that, you know? Um, Those are like the really very specific things. Um, about my home life that I would like. Mm-hmm. Um, and that uh, there's a lot of personal ones that I feel like uh, creatively I'm drawn to try at some point. Like I really want to like write a song at some point. I mean, write oh. and produce one, whether it's I'm writing it and somebody sings it and it just like a finished piece of something. Yeah. Maybe it's just for me or whatever. 
I really enjoyed uh, getting songs made for, um, I gifted Cam a song for our wedding gift and stuff like that. And that whole process was just very fun to me. Yeah. Um, and I've just written things and I'm like, oh, that would be cool. I don't know what the fuck I would do with it, but yeah, that's kind of a, a weird specific bucket list where I got to just take like a song writing and production class or something or partner with somebody who would want to make that with me or something for fun. Yeah. Um, Another kind of creative thing that came up is I love to paint and sketch and I'm, I'm, I, that's what I kind of do in my free time. And I would love to just make a body of work that felt like a, a gallery kind of of some kind where maybe I make 30 pieces and they're all a little like cohesive or they have a story. Oh. And whether I gift these to friends and family <laughs> who want them or I sell them somewhere or they're just in my own home, I don't know. But that uh is a bucket list for me and and i mean i paint all the time i probably have a bunch of pieces that i could put together but um really enjoy that a lot yeah for those of you who don't know delaney is such a talented artist oh that's sweet oh it's true oh that's very nice of you it's true Um, i appreciate it i i feel like very creatively blocked sometimes but yeah painting is is nice um (laughs) So those were big ones. I I realized that my bucket list is just like, I want to express myself in different mediums. Yeah. Those really came up a lot. Those really came up a lot for me. Oh, that's Um, really cool to to know that. Yeah. So I, I, I do stuff like that and I maybe just take it, kick it up a notch, you know? Yeah. I write poems. I write songs, but nobody fucking sees them. So maybe one will be seen at some point. You write poems? Yeah, you know? I do. I if I if I have an idea, I just write it in my phone, and I'm like, look, just fucking get it out of your head. Don't judge it. Yeah. yeah. So I do a lot of writing in different facets: jokes, poems, um, uh, yeah, uh, songs, lyrics. Don't know where it comes from, but it comes out of me. I love so, yeah, that. Those are just some things that came up. Yeah. What um what kind of stuff is on your like professional bucket list? Oh if man. If you have any on there. <laughs> well, I I know that I want to do a theater tour. Yes. Many many theater tours, but um that's something that's been exciting is after the special came out, I've had my in-person attendance for these tour shows be selling out a lot of the time and it's it's really exciting and you just kind of hope that as your following grows more and more that you would be able to fill a theater instead of a comedy club and when I got to actually do those guest spots opening for Taylor here in Minneapolis earlier this year that was a fun in-person bucket list reminder of like getting to experience that and go oh yeah this is this is what I'm working toward is mm. this feeling is getting to perform in a theater. It's oh and there are still so many things I love about performing in comedy clubs, but theaters are definitely a very special experience. So that's kind of like next on my list is to be making that happen. And that's awesome. Yeah, getting ready to shoot my next special. So it's hard in comedy. It's very, it's not like a, you have a goal to do one thing. It feels like it's like you have a goal to keep doing the thing you love and to keep growing. And 
and yeah. having your comedy reach more people and and connect with more people. So those are kind of those things. I when you talk about branching out creatively, acting comes up a lot for me. That that's something that when I am on my deathbed, I do not want to feel like I didn't give acting enough of a shot. Mm. So yeah, I had a pretty big audition. Maybe what was that a month or two ago? And I can't remember if I talked about it on here or not, but I didn't get the part, but it was for like a big show. And I don't think that they were asking very many people to audition. And it was, it felt like a good moment of growth. Cause I was like, okay, even though I didn't get it, I feel good about that audition. And I am happy that that casting director has seen that so that maybe for other right. opportunities in the future, I will be a better fit for whatever the role is. Uh, so yeah acting acting comes up for me when I start to think about like long-term things I don't know if this comes up for you but sometimes my creative goals bump up against my lifestyle goals yes oh yeah (laughs) hence my entire life pivot (laughs) yes sometimes I get afraid to put things on my bucket list or like goals list, things that if they were happening would mean that I probably wouldn't have very much privacy. You know, like I had so much fun performing in that arena. But if I think about, okay, if I was doing my own arena tour and selling that many tickets, that would mean I would be a level of, you you would be at a level of fame where like, you don't really have privacy anymore. Right, right. And I don't know. I, I just, I guess I'm trying to decide what what is important to me and like what I value and how, like I said, I, I feel so grateful that I'm able to live in a city where I want to live and like I don't have to do the LA grind anymore because that just was not for me for the long haul. Yeah. But yeah, I'm trying to... I don't know. I like my home life a lot. I like a lot of peace. I like a lot of, you know, I just like love being with Chad all the time and visiting my family and friends. So career stuff is so important to me, but I know that I'm not trying to live like Kevin Hart. You know, I'm not trying to like, my goal isn't to be in every major Hollywood movie. I I also want to be home and enjoy my home life. So, oh, Kels, I resonate with this so much. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I really do. And I didn't know that you were feeling, I mean, I, I knew that you, I didn't know you were feeling that way to that extent, honestly. Oh, you know? okay. Yeah. Um, and I, it always brings me a lot of peace when I hear somebody who's like massively successful. Maybe they've done an arena somewhere or they did something that they sold out and I've never heard of them. That gives me so much peace because I'm like, oh, (sighs) there is some kind of uh, success in that way, but maybe you do have some kind of privacy also where maybe a majority of people don't know who you are, but a niche group really does and that's cool. Yeah. Um, But, oh my God, I yeah, everything that you said has just been like a dilemma of mine and- I uh, like my breakup with stand up. It was very painful and still is very painful because 
it's a part of me that I was I I have not figured out how to fully integrate into my life and lifestyle now. Mm-hmm. It's almost like I, I could think of it as like a breakup. Like let's say that you broke you you broke up with somebody that you really loved, but you wanted different things. Like they wanted to live in Australia and have five children, <laughs> five children or something. Sure. And you want to live in California and have zero children. And it's like, that's never going to work, but you still love each other. Oh, it's not, yeah. the, it's not like the love. And so there's so much I loved about that creative process, writing jokes and being a part of a lot of that stuff. But the lifestyle did, wasn't fitting with me. And I'm like, how I, I haven't figured out how to fully integrate mm. that creative piece of me into my life yet and and so it's like very it feels very disjointed but um yeah yeah, no I totally understand like what you're what you're saying I mean it's it's a big piece to think about yeah I think a lot of adults have a rude awakening as we get older and maybe we I feel like there's so many so many people who thought they knew what they wanted to do for work for a career and that's what they went for in college they got out of college, went right into that field of work. And then they were like, oh, I fucking hate this, actually. Right. You know, a, a lot of people who maybe love in like the healthcare system, love the idea of helping others and taking care of others. But that environment and those hours for a lot of people is like, holy shit, I don't think I can. I don't think I can do it like this. And so that's a question I think even if you're not in the entertainment industry or in creative work or anything like that, that you end up having to figure out for yourself is like, how do I find that balance between doing something I love, but not hating my life? (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. I was actually talking to my sister the other day. She's in the process of becoming a nurse and she thinks that she wants to be an ER nurse. Oh my Um, gosh. But like since talking to other nurses, Um, I think she's gotten the feedback of like, try it first if you can, or like, she's thinking I should probably try something similar before Mm -hmm. I maybe commit to all that schooling and all that training for this thing. And so now she's thinking that for a while, maybe she wants to work on like an ambulance and actually see like emergency trauma, traumatic things. Yeah. So she knows how she will actually react to it. She thinks that's what she wants to do. But she also hears of people who like see something and they're like, fuck this. This is not the career for me. I can't do this every day. And they have to figure something out, whether it's in that industry or something totally different. And so, you know, even she's thinking of that and like we have wildly different career paths. But um, she's like, it hit me that I could go through all this schooling and try to get in this niche. And then what day one, I find out that I can't see this traumatic thing yeah. right I, I I can't deal with uh, that and then I have to figure out if I even want to be in this industry right God damn. so it's like I think everybody's like considering that and if there is a way that you could try these things out in a more bite size or like present capacity it's so helpful I did a lot of that when I was trying to figure out my next moves just interviewing people talking to people I would like hit up one of my friends who's a writer and be like, can I take you to lunch and ask you questions? Yeah. Same thing. You know, it's like, what is it really like being a TV writer? I want the dirty details. I want the awesome stuff. What is this life like? Mm, yeah. And that is how I weeded so much shit out. Cause I was able to like hear something like a real life uh, instance and then compare it with my personality and my goals and my needs in my day to day. 
And a lot of stuff wasn't actually a fit. You know, there's a lot of stuff I glorified in my head thinking that would be cool. But when you hear about the reality or you get a snapshot, you're like, oh, actually, I'm actually relieved this is not for me because now I'm a step closer to what is. Um, Yeah. I think you also have to take things with a grain of salt. You can't like let one experience or one opinion shape everything. But if you start hearing the same things from a lot of people, it's so helpful. I mean, it's really, really a super helpful tool if you can connect with people. Definitely. And I think it's also pretty common to, even once you find what you love and you go, oh, actually, I, I love what I'm doing. I love this lifestyle. That that can change as you get older based on other factors in your life. Like, I, yes. I love my life outside of my career so much now that... I'm at this weird crossroads where I'm like, well, I obviously want my career to keep growing and growing and growing. But in my line of work, that means that you're gone all the time. Like if you truly are trying to tour like a maniac, then you're not home. But I (laughs) finally, it's like, oh, I have now built a life outside of my career that I want to enjoy. I want to spend as much time with my partner as I can. I want to enjoy our home, like the things that we've worked for, you know, our living space. It's like you want to actually do that, spend time with your pets, all that shit. So I'm also trying to figure that out actively right now is like setting those sort of boundaries in my life for, okay, you can still do this and do it at the level that you want to, but you have to be smart about it because you're not going to do yourself or anybody any good to run yourself into the ground and be sick all the time like you have to take time to be home too exactly I mean this is such a we've talked about it uh many times of just really defining what does success mean to you what does that actually look like Mm -hmm. is it more more balance with home life and work life is it like no, I want to, I, I really want to live on the road. Like some people are like, I want to be on the road. I don't really care about being home and X, Y, Z. Right. Like, and that makes them happy. I mean, we're all so, so different. And I think that's, what's awesome about this is that there is like room for everybody to get in that nook of what makes sense for them and make it work Yeah, because we all want such different things. Um, anything else on your professional list that came up? Oh, I'm sure we'll be done recording this episode. And I'm like, oh yeah, that and that and that. But yeah, I I feel pretty focused in on on the things with stand up, wanting to do more acting stuff as that comes. And I know this is silly, but I do have number goals for social media of like I want you know like a million followers. Yeah, it's That's funny. Not silly. I, I know I shouldn't yeah. say it is. It just sounds superficial but in my line of work it's you wanting a higher number of followers is because that means that hopefully more people are coming to your show so it's right not like it helps the tour it helps your theater tour goal right right so yeah like wanting like to hit that million follower million follower milestone on all platforms, which by the way, I just crossed half a million followers on Facebook. So thank you guys so much. If you follow nice. me on Facebook, yeah, what a, that's awesome. I went from 10,000 followers to over half a million followers in a year. Wow. Isn't that nuts? That is awesome. I was not expecting that. So, um, so yeah, I do. I, I put in a lot of time with those 
goddamn clips of like posting my stand-up yeah. clips and you're right I shouldn't say it's silly to want my following to keep growing because it's it's to feed my other yeah. dreams yeah totally it's like yeah I think we all gotta be like yeah what we want is not silly let's fucking go yeah. for it let's own that shit yeah I love it. yeah I love it how about you um, any others on your list well one what my first big slot is I, I'm very open to whatever is next I am putting feelers out and thinking about a lot of different things um but I'm also just so grateful that I have been able to like transition and pivot as I wanted to mm-hmm. like when I want when I wanted a job in corporate entertainment, I did that for a while. When I wanted to do stand-up, I, you know, I did that. Then I wanted to write and get paid to write. Okay, you know, like I, I kind of like go in and out of these different things that I've been very grateful to do. Oh, and then launching a business and then into consulting work. And I fucking love podcasting now. Now I'm like, I think podcasting is kind of just what I want to do for right now. Yeah. And have some side stuff going on and, you know, side stuff being like still taking on some consulting clients, but also like working on some other projects or business ventures that I've kind of put off. So some of the things that are on my list is I know I want to write a book at some point. Um, I just don't know exactly what that would be. I have many ideas. Um, but I picture myself really enjoying like the audiobook process. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually was like, man, that sounds way more fun than actually writing a book is just doing an audiobook because it's so similar in my head to podcasting, what I already oh, right. <laughs> show up to do. Right. Um, but that's been on my bucket list for a really, really long time. Um, and I know that I want to, at least right now, I don't know the logistics quite yet or what it really takes, but I would love to create a planner. Um, I, I love my physical planner. Um, and the way that I structure it for my brain is really helpful. And I haven't found a planner that is designed for what I specifically like. So like maybe I would design one for myself to use. And then if other people wanted to buy it, they could buy it. Right. But, um, that's a big one. It's really like the things that bring me a lot of joy that I use and I have found value in, I also want to create those things. Yeah. Um, I love audiobooks, love podcasts. I love my, I love picking out a beautiful planner once a year. I'm like, this makes sense as to why I would want to also put those things into the world because yeah. that's the stuff that I actually spend money on and spend time on. Um, yeah. Also want to make an Oracle deck. I fucking love Oracle decks. I'm telling you, oh my God, they are like my crack right now. They are, I mean, really, they save me a lot of days. Like it it is exactly what I need to hear. It is meditative. It is magical. I, I, God, I, I, and I want to, I want to make one and, um, with, you know, like, I don't know, my thoughts or words or ideas, things that have helped me or what I've told myself to help me and just, See if they want to, you know, if they'd help other people. So that's yeah. on my bucket list. And I don't really know in what capacity I would do a lot of this stuff in. A lot of this stuff could just be that I make for myself and I don't sell professionally. And some maybe I do. Yeah. Um, but that's a very specific one. Um, and I know that I want to do something on camera, like in film, like I picture myself maybe making a, a documentary or um, a short film and just creating 
creating it, maybe maybe a producer role or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll know when I'll know what that might be when the time comes. Yeah. Whether somebody sends a script my way that I'm like, oh my god, I have to help make this thing, or I, I don't really know. But yeah, I, I I realize I just I like creating something from nothing. I really like creating like. That thing didn't exist, and now it does. That is a very gratifying experience for me in yeah. all, in really all mediums. Like I, I like home projects. I like writing. I, it's all of it. So yeah, if you are gonna make a bucket list for yourself, like Delaney said, I think it's great to start with. Hey, what are things I've accomplished that either were already on my bucket list or would have been? But then also, if you need help with a prompt of like, how can I break this down? I know Delaney did a lot of like personal categories versus professional versus relationship. You can also think of it like, what's a bucket list goal for my 20s? What mm-hmm. What's for my 30s, 40s, 50s? Like what are some things in each decade? Because at least for me, when I think of bucket list things, for some reason, I only picture myself like at this age. Like what, oh, what am I, yeah. like what is what does this version of me want to do? And yeah. Yeah, like, I think that could be helpful to picture yourself in, like, you know, what are you hoping to do in your 70s? Right, right. Like, what what might be left that's still on your list in your 70s or what's something that you didn't think you would have wanted to do in your 30s that you think maybe in your 70s would would be fulfilling? So just a yeah. thought. Yeah, and that exercise that you brought up a lot of Kels too, like the writing a, a letter, mm-hmm. whether it's your former self or your older self, that's a good one. Like I love that one. All the things, like at 95, all the things that you were so grateful that you did or that happened, like yeah. what would that be? And then you can like, ooh, how do I plug this in? How do I work backwards? Yeah. How do I work backwards and reverse engineer my happy little 95-year-old self? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, baby. Yes. Well, I hope that you guys have a good time making your bucket list. Yeah. Have some fun with it. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. Um. Tell us, do you have any, yeah, what what do you got? What do you got to plug? What's your segment? What's happening? Okay, so I know I mentioned that one of the things on my bucket list is to have my dream house. And Chad and I have been looking at houses the past few months. We've been, uh, we met with a realtor and so she would send us every morning like a few new listings. So we'd look online and then if there's one we were interested in, we'd go look in person. And we did recently find one that we loved And so we're like kind of in that process. I can't say for sure yet because I I am learning this is my first time in the buying a house process. There are lots of things that have to happen before it's like an official yes. So, but we are in the process with our dream house. It is truly such a dream. And something that dawned on me when we were in this house looking around is that I had so much imposter syndrome pop up out of nowhere like this whoo this like really strong voice of of like doubting myself like doubting if I deserved to live in a house and not just live in a house but to like live in a beautiful house and I think part of it comes from I had never like if you've lived in, in apartments your whole life and you've never even like toured houses before 
it can be hard for your brain to really visualize what you want. You know, we can make collages and cut out beautiful pictures of houses and magazines, or maybe you visit a friend or a relative who's got a nice house and be like, oh, wow. But when it's not yours, like when there's not a possibility of it being yours, because for me, it's like, I have a couple of friends who have beautiful homes, but when I go look there, I don't start to visualize like, oh, what if this was my home? Because there's just something that's like, well, that's theirs. Like that's, there's no way this is going to be yours. But if you go and you are looking at a house that could be yours, like it is, it is for sale. I think that's such a powerful thing to do. And I would encourage you guys, like, even if you're not at the moment, seriously considering buying a home, oh man, that was the best visualization exercise that I could have done of like going and being in a home and realizing that I still had all this shit in my brain that was kind of like preventing me from taking that next step forward. And I've pushed through it, but I had to like sit down with myself and be like, why are you feeling this way? Like you, you can afford this. You have worked really hard. You are 34 you are allowed to live in a house. Like, wow. I don't know. I don't know if it was like a scarcity mindset thing or. Kels, can I ask, like, were were you aware of some of the specific thoughts that you were having? I'm so curious about like, was there certain things that you were afraid of or you just didn't feel like worthy to like, what was going on in your head? Do you remember? It was, I think a little bit of worthiness stuff, a little bit of like, this is too like this is too nice for you. Interesting. This is too great for you. Like maybe something in my mind of because I've only really lived in apartments and like rented that it's such a big leap to go from apartment life to your dream house. Yeah. But that's that's kind of I mean that's not that unusual. I think a lot of us especially like at this like in this economy, right? There's been a whole big thing for millennials where a lot of us have been like, how the fuck are we ever going to afford a house or a down payment on a house? And then if you do start to hit a place in your job and your career where you are able to save some money up, then all of a sudden it's like, maybe you can. And so there is a leap. Like it just is a leap to go from an, an apartment to a house. And there was something in my brain that wanted to like keep me in an apartment because that's what I knew yeah that whole thing of like even when it's not good for you anymore or the right fit for you there's something in your brain that it just feels safer because it knows it my my body my brain does not know what it's like to live in a house and have a mortgage and you know it it would be spending more money every month on that mortgage payment than the rent we're paying now and just everything like my my body there was something in my brain that was like oh maybe it will maybe it'll fall through like that sick part of my mind wanted it to fall through for a second just so I wouldn't have to face having a better life I don't know why that's why does that happen why do we try to sabotage ourselves sometimes yeah. Well, I think you nailed it. I mean, it's survival, right? Like this yeah. kept you alive this long. Let's yeah. not do anything different because yeah. we don't know if a new thing is going to have the same result. But then 
you ease into the new thing and then the new thing is fine. And then that becomes your survival, right? So it's like, yeah. oh, maybe you'd have the same things pop up if you like wanted to go to an even bigger house or a different house. You might be like, well, this one has kept us alive, you know? Yeah. That's just like our our default, I think, survival kind of brain probably kicking in. Yeah. I also, I didn't grow up living in nice houses. I would always kind of be thinking about how like my friends all my, none of my friends had divorced parents so it was all double income households their parents had well paying jobs so when i would go visit my friends i was always like oh this is a nice house mm. and then my house was like i loved my my mom's house my dad's house they were like sweet houses but they weren't they, they were different than my friends houses that had right you know either double incomes right. or parents with different jobs so I think yeah. that's part of it too, is like this messaging that you aren't somebody who has a nice house. You're somebody who lives in an okay house, mm. if at all. And it's also a bigger commitment than I've ever, I've never made a financial commitment like this. To yeah. buy a house is a really, like, it's different. It's different yeah. than signing a lease for an apartment. It's really like, so I think that was probably part of it too, was being a little freaked out by yeah, what that entails yeah, financially. So, but yeah, but I'm, I'm going to do a whole leap and the net will appear mentality with this where I'm just going, it's what you and I've been talking about where we're staying open. It's like, we're, we're going to say yes. I've been saying yes lately to things that are scary for me to say. I almost said no to the Burt guest spots on the tour and I'm so fucking glad I did. What an yeah. amazing experience. Yeah. And it's like, oh man, saying no out of fear in those sort of situations, I, it's just so limiting. So I'm, I'm excited right now to just be saying yes and see what happens. Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. I'm Thanks. so I'm so happy for you guys. That's Thank awesome. Thank you. I'll keep you guys posted on the podcast. Yeah, that's a good update. That's a good one. Um, I guess I have a good shit. I mean, yesterday. So yesterday, I think it kind of goes along along the lines of like bucket list. Is I had my friends over with their babies yesterday. They came over like in the morning. They stayed for you know three four hours. It was just a lovely t- lovely time. Had a little tea party played with some babies, caught up with my friends. And then we recorded a podcast, you know, an episode in the afternoon. And I was just like, you know, like yesterday, also thinking about the bucket list episode, I was like, this is my bucket list. Like being able to create my day and have my friends over on a Wednesday morning and then do my dream job in the afternoon. I was like, this is it. Like, and and I did not always feel that way. And I remember um, when I was at my like corporate kind of my corporate entertainment job, I wasn't very happy with. And I remember writing a list on my phone, I think, of just like what what will be kind of the benchmark for me when I know that I have arrived to my next kind of dream. I think my dream job keeps changing, as yeah. many of you know. Um, yeah. And I just remember thinking, if I could go for a two-hour walk on like a Tuesday at any time, I'll know that I'm 
I'm doing the dream thing. Like, and then I, that happened, right? I was able to work for myself and be my own boss and work from home when I launched my business and walking around my neighborhood on a random weekday saying, oh my God, I remember when I wrote this down and and now I'm here. And, and I have to remind myself of those things because it can be so easy to get wrapped up in what's next, what's next, you know, what's that? Maybe, oh, should I have gone the producer route? Maybe I'll try this next. And, you know, just all this type of stuff in my head. And um, I also forgot to mention, this was a very helpful tip for me too, is I like writing down all the things that I could, I would want, or I would, I would do if I had more money or more time or more this and really like simple things. Oh, I would have somebody clean my home. I would have a, I would have a private chef if I had enough money. Yeah. I would have like writing, like allowing yourself to write down that list of even services or things that you would buy or whatever. And sometimes the things on that list, you are like, wait a minute, this is attainable now. I just never have taken time to actually sit down and write things out where I actually can get a massage more frequently than I have been. How, yeah. Let me look it up. How much is a massage? I'm going to book that for myself this yeah. weekend. And then, oh, and then it can become more frequent. But I think we get stuck for a little bit of time and then we don't really carve out intentional time to actually assess things and yeah. plug them in. So, yeah. So I just had a, a like a, a moment of like, oh, yeah. This is my this this was on my bucket list at some point and yeah. I have to enjoy that and like be really grateful for it and it's okay to have other things on the list but uh I, I need to be present also. Yeah. So yeah. It was totally. a lovely day. Oh, I'm so yes. happy. Yes. yes. Oh, all right guys. Well, Alrighty. hopefully see you in Louisville this weekend and then in uh Spokane weekend after that. Uh kelseycook.com nice. for tickets. Fabulous. And DelaneyFisher.com for Career Cut, Career Crush, the podcast, all about building your dream job, life, all the things. Yay. All right, guys. We love you. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Self Helpless Podcast. You can find our Patreon community, merch, and our individual work at selfhelplesspodcast.com. We'd be thrilled if you shared this episode with a friend or feel free to post it on Instagram and tag at selfhelplesspodcast so we can repost you and say thank you. Yeah, yeah.